Jim Camperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU insider. He is standing by on the huge show across Michigan. How you doing, my friend? Hey, Bill. Sorry I wasn't on your show last Friday. It took me a while to get back from Seattle, as a matter of fact, but it was certainly was an experience out there. I can't say I was surprised, though, but uh, great to be on your show. Well, you talked about the caution in our first interview last week uh, going into this game, and I liked it because you needed a test game for Mel Tucker, his staff, the players, fans, media, to understand where this team was at and what you witnessed was horrific pass coverage again, which was a common theme all last year, even with that Peach Bowl winning season, uh, even with beating Michigan. Uh, So it's not the coming home from Miami and having this mojo. Uh, They have an incredible schedule in front of them, beginning with Minnesota Saturday. And how do they fix this, Comp? It's going to be really hard. You know, Washington, I expected Washington to throw – for more than 300 yards against Michigan State. I would expect them to throw for more than 300 yards against most teams. Um, probably any team outside of the top 15 nationally and, and some of those. They remind me of Purdue. They're going to get their passing yards against most teams. But you can't give up 397. And, um, you know, Michigan State's pass rush, which was so good the first two games, was kind of non-existent in this game. You know, the, the first deep pass that they threw Washington, they kept their tight end in, kept the running back in. It was max protection, and they attacked what they thought was a matchup weakness, and they clipped it off for 47 yards, and they were off and running. So that's one of uh, you know many problems that, that began to, went, to go wrong. But wa- first of all, Washington is very good. That quarterback's very good. Those receivers are very good. Their pass protection is good. The running game is just okay. Michigan State needed to keep up defensive or keep up with their offense against a Washington defense that was just kind of suspect. But Michigan State did not keep up, did not establish the run, which I thought was maybe more alarming than what they gave up through the air. Yeah, you have Berger and Broussard. How about you just pound the rock and you don't get into this shootout because I don't think you have the offensive weapons to get into a shootout on the road in Seattle. I agree. Nobody's talked about that, Comp. That's why you're at SpartanMeg.com and you're the MSU insider on the huge show across Michigan. You know, um, you know, I, 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 what I wrote for the preview last week at SpartanMeg.com is that I thought there was a good chance that this would become a shootout in Michigan State. If they're going to win, it's going to have to be a shootout, whether they like it or not, with both teams in the 30s. Turned out Michigan State didn't get in the 30s. Uh, the, the, the run game, you know, Berger averaged 2.1 yards per carry. Broussard carried four times for less than a yard per carry. If I would have been told that before going into the game, I'd, I'd be like, they're not going to be able to keep up with Washington on the scoreboard. Now, Peyton Thorne played pretty well. Through, you know, he had a good completion percentage, ended up throwing for 323. Some of that was against rolled back coverage in the fourth quarter. But think about it this way. As you saw, that game was an ambush to Washington's credit. Washington scores, goes up 7 nothing. Michigan State has a third and one on their first possession after getting a first down. Crowd noise becomes a factor. They have a miscommunication in the backfield. Running back goes one way, quarterback hands the other way. It ends up loose four yards. They punt, drive down to the one-yard line. Michigan State makes a nice stand. Uh, you know, turnover on downs at the one-yard line. Broussard knocked for a loss in his own end zone. It's 9-0, of course, on a safety. Michigan State punts it out of bounds. They get it to the 50. They score again. It's 16-0. At that time, it is 16-0, and Peyton Thorne has only attempted one pass. Imagine being Peyton Thorne, where your defense has given this up, your running game can't get out of your own end zone, and you've only attempted one pass 
which was for a completion and a first down. You're one for one on the game, and you're down 16-0. Peyton Thorne did a good job keeping his head and trying to bring the team back. Had them within two scores a couple times where they you know they needed a stop at a key area or a turnover didn't get either and you know a coverage bust came at the end of the first half and another one in the third quarter after they cut it to 14 points uh he just didn't get a lot of support from from the defense on that day but Pete and Thorne showed some strides and they'll need more from him this weekend against Minnesota Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com, the MSU Insider joining us on the Meyer Guest Line talking about state's laws out in Washington. So, yeah, Minnesota, I, I think they're the fourth-best team in the Big Ten right now behind Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. There's P.J. Fleck coming back. Uh, that will be interesting. But Mel Tucker uh, has responded for the most part outside of that Ohio State debacle. And, you know, Graham Couch was on earlier this week, Comp, and he made a great point. There hasn't been a lot of adversity connected to Mel Tucker at Michigan State. Hasn't lost to Michigan. You had at Purdue, at Ohio State, and you had the Seattle game. I think this is a very important game for the rest of the season for Michigan State Saturday. I agree, and you know, I thought that you know, I thought last year the team was kind of a seven and five type of talent team. Kenneth Walker changed all that, and they had some favorable bounces, and they did not beat themselves most weeks. End up winning eleven games, eleven and two, great season. I don't think the roster was an 11-2 and roster. I think Walker had a lot to do with, with uh, that team overachieving. So this year, I gave them a little more credit. I thought they might have been a 7-5, and 8-4 and four type of team that maybe with some good bounces and, and, and some pleasant surprises could maybe uh, win more than eight, maybe. <clears throat> That's when I thought they would have Jacob Slade, Darius Snow, and Xavier Henderson playing every week. That's their that's a that's a pro prospect defensive tackle, one of the best defensive tackles in the country, um, especially uh, according to Pro Football Focus rankings and everything. And Darius Snow was going to be an impact all Big Ten type of linebacker, and Xavier Henderson, a fifth year senior back there, a captain type of guy at safety. You're losing arguably your best defensive lineman, your best linebacker, your best safety. You take those out and tell me that in July. I'm like, it, it could be a 6-6 six and six team. And that's what it's starting to look like right now. Minnesota's favored as a road team coming in. Michigan State loses that when they're 2-2, two and two, and they're 0-2 against major conference teams. And it starts to look like 6-6. Six and six. Um, that, That's just where they are. And last year they didn't have many uh, problems in terms of injuries. They beat some teams that did have problems in terms of injuries. That's part of the game. And this year, that part of the game is turning on Michigan State a little bit. I'm still looking at Minnesota. I watched them closely in the first half against against uh, Colorado last night, and I'll be watching them more closely and going back over Michigan State's tape to have something on, on Friday for the pre-snap read at SpartanMag.com. But that's going to be very difficult. Meanwhile, Minnesota comes in eager to prove something. Colorado was terrible, but Minnesota – you know, statistically one of the best teams in the country. Third down percentage, first in the country. Total defense, I think, they're first in the country. They haven't played anybody, but they're eager to play somebody. And they don't have to play Ohio State or Michigan. So this is their big, you know, crossover opponent in the Big Ten East. And you know P.J. Flex telling his players, hey, this is a team that was in the top ten last year. This is a game where you prove yourselves. Now, I know they lost their wide receiver to injury also, but Minnesota comes in charged up. To prove themselves, Michigan State is banged up and hanging on. 
Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com, the MSU Insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. Comp, appreciate the update. We'll talk Monday and look back at the Minnesota game. Thanks a lot, Bill. Appreciate it. All right, Comp, joining us. Remember, you can follow everything Michigan State Athletics at SpartanMag.com.